It's good to see each one of you here today. Trust everybody got enough donuts and coffee and you're wide awake this morning, ready to sing. Amen. Let's all stand together. Turn to page 301. Page 301 in your hymn book. I'm thankful I'm redeemed this morning, aren't you? Amen. Let's sing it out together. Redeemed, page 301. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed. His child and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus, no language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of His presence with me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I think of my blessed Redeemer, I think of Him all the day long. I sing for I cannot be silent, His love is the theme of my song. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I know I shall see in His beauty The King in whose law I delight Who lovingly guards every footstep And giveth the song in the night Redeemed, redeemed Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb Redeemed, redeemed His child and forever I am. Amen. Amen. Well, sure thankful for a song leader that leads us in the King James Version of that song. Amen. And lovingly guardeth my footstep and giveth me song in the night. Amen. That's how you sing it right there. Amen. Well, sure glad you're here uh, this morning. And man, we had a great night last night. Somebody say amen. And just a blessing and sure looking forward uh, to this morning and and just a good uh, morning in the Lord. I'm telling you, we preachers, we need this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I I was talking to uh, another guy last night and just thought I'd mention this, but we went to uh, the GIBF meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago and... uh, Man, I didn't realize how empty I was. And you, you know, as a preacher, you give out and you give out and you pour out and you pour out. And it's good to go to a preacher's meeting and get preached to and just get it put in and put in and put in. And we really need a lot more of these meetings and we need to go to a lot more of these meetings. And so sure thankful that that you, you made a point uh, to be here this morning. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask God's blessing upon the day. I've been praying for the preachers that we have uh, this morning, Brother Swope and, and Brother Moore and Brother Veazey, and sure looking forward to them and God using them. And let's just pray for the day, and God would sure get the glory this morning. Good to see Brother Darren Dusher uh, back there, Pastors Berean Baptist Church there in Parsons. Would you pray for us, brother? And why don't you be seated uh, this morning. I did just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, One of those is that, you know, if you weren't here last night, we were giving out uh, the DVD of the uh, that Brother uh, Ted Alexander has of the uh, the Virginia Baptist and the tour there. And so, if you didn't get one of those, make sure that you get one of those this morning, uh, as we dismiss here and just a little uh, later on here this uh, this morning. And so, make sure you grab uh, one of those. We want to make sure that you have that. They're free, and and we're taking care of all that. Our church, and but man, I'm telling you, Baptists need to know. We need to know about Baptist history. We really do, and uh, it's a blessing. And and uh, sure appreciate Brother Alexander. 
uh, providing that uh, for us, and that way we could uh, be a blessing to you. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to do is go ahead and introduce our preachers this morning. And if you're like me, I always hate this part, uh, because usually what happens is I forget my name or my wife's name or kid's name or something. You know, hey, this is the person with me with hair right here, all right? So... Uh, but we do want to honor you. We're sure thankful that you're here. And so if you're a pastor or, or a, uh, you're in you know, ministry of any, any shape, we, we just want you to ask that you'd stand. And so let's, let's start with this side over here and let's have this uh, side over here stand. And, and we'll just kind of go row by row and have you introduce yourself. So Brother Ted. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. That's a blessing. Go ahead, brother. Amen. That's a blessing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. He came up this morning and asked Brother Swope if he wanted to use his Bible or his mother-in-law's Bible. And I was like, that's an awesome father-in-law right there. Amen. So, amen. Go ahead, Brother. Brother. Amen. Brother Drinking. Amen. Amen. Brother Josh. Amen. 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 All the way from Nebraska. Got up early this morning. Amen. He's had a lot of coffee. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and do this side over here. And uh, Brother Swope, we'll start with you. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. Amen, Brother McReynolds, that's a blessing. So, Go ahead, Brother Ledford over there. So. Amen. Amen, Brother Quick. Oh, yeah. You, that was good, Brother. Amen. Brother Quick. Amen, Brother Robertson. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. You better stand up back there, Brother Jack. So. There you go, brother. Amen. Good job, brother. Amen. Amen. Come on. He's, he's not used to that stuff. That's not a bad thing. Amen. But got to get him in there. Amen. So if you need a good missionary next year, I'm just telling you. Amen. Let's turn to page 335, if you would. Let's stand again. Love Lifted Me, page 335. <clears throat> Sing it out this morning. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, Love lifted me, all my heart to Him I give, ever to Him I cling, in His blessed presence live, ever His praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, merits my soul's best song, faithful loving service to, to Him belongs. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, 
Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely says, He will lift you by His love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, billows His will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be, be saved today. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Amen. Great singing. You may be seated this morning. forgotten what's going on does he know your poor heart is breaking oh i've learned the truth and my life's the proof yes i know what god did for me i've been in your place now through eyes of faith i can see god's building bridges and tearing down walls Lifting his children whenever one falls. He's turning rivers of tears back into laughter. He's mending fences. He's changing lives. I've seen him do it time after time. He's speaking peace to a storm because he's the master. Yes, that's what God does between the prayer and the answer. Don't be discouraged. God's on your side, though he may not come in a hurry. Friend, he's on his way, and he'll get there in time And prove there's no reason to worry For there's never been one dark moment When you haven't been there on his mind And I have no doubt he's working it out And you'll find God's building bridges and tearing down walls Lifting his children whenever one falls He's turning rivers of tears back into laughter He's mending fences, he's changing lives I've seen him do it time after time He's speaking peace to a storm because he's the master. Yes, that's what God does between the prayer and the answer. If you could see how he's working today, you'd lift your head up and say, God's building bridges and tearing down walls. Lifting his children whenever one falls He's turning rivers of tears back into laughter He's mending fences, he's changing lives I've seen him do it time after time He's speaking peace to a storm Because he's the master Yes, that's what God does between the prayer and the answer. Yes, that's what God does 
between the prayer and the answer. you didn't notice that's what we call the pk trio amen pastors kids and you know what i was thinking about i was thinking about this you don't have to grow up in a pastor's home and you know get this rebellious attitude and start being a whiny crybaby and thinking that i'm in a toxic situation no you can take you can take what's been poured into you and love god and serve god and be thankful that you have a godly family and well, I'm telling you, that's just a blessing, and sure appreciate uh, that song this morning. Well, speaking of pastor's kids, it's kind of the theme, amen? And uh, I remember uh, being at Berean Baptist Church in Springfield, Missouri, and uh, this group of teenagers would come with Brother Ted Swope uh, and come to our youth conference out there. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, so thankful that Brother John Swope is the pastor there now. And uh, sure thankful for him and his friendship and getting to know him over the last few years being here in Kansas. And so he pastors the Bethel Baptist Church there in Wichita. And so he's going to come and, and preach to us this morning. So, Brother Swope, you come ahead, brother, and preach. So. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. I, can't, I don't do whoopee, uh, but uh, I'm so thankful to be a child of God. And I am thankful for my parents and for the heritage that I had. I was thinking about it, um, I've never had the privilege to preach here at Faith Baptist Church, thank you very much, but I remember coming as a kid um, with my dad and he'd do Bible schools, and I remember one year, I don't, know, I don't know if I was a teenager, but they had the Hatfields against the McCoys, and I'm like, this isn't right, this is church, Hatfields and McCoys don't like each other, they hate each other, so I hope you got rid of all the Hatfields and McCoys, uh, but uh, I remember that. And it's good to be here. And, and, uh, but I am uh, Texas-born and Kansas-raised, amen. Uh, but I don't like Oklahoma. don't like Oklahoma. And because uh, there was uh, an Oklahoman that went to Texas and saw this guy go in the store. And he says, made it simple. He says, I want some maters, taters, and nanners. And the lady went over and got all that, gave her the bag, and out the door they went. And the lady from Oklahoma says, man, I'll try that. So she went home and she went into the store and she says, man, I want some maters, taters, and nanners. And the clerk kind of goes, um, well, ma'am, we don't serve that here. This is a hardware store. So, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you got to get it right, amen. <laughs> got to get it right. Uh, but I am so glad that uh, I am saved and, and what God has done for us. And so title my message to this morning is I want to please my father. I want to please my father. I found out early in life, if I pleased my dad, things went a lot better in my life. <laughs> I guarantee it. When I did what he wanted me to do, and things that I knew pleased him, man, well, life was so much easier and it was just smoother. But I think that ought to be the goal in our life, is to please our heavenly Father. So if you can find John chapter number 8, and when you find it, if you'll stand in reverence and love of God's Word... Uh, I just want to use this as a springboard this morning to get where I, I'm going. And uh, here in John chapter number 8, in verse 1, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Verse 3, and the scribes and the Pharisees. Seems like they were always, you know, bringing people to Jesus and, and trying to catch Jesus. But it says, brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. So remember those two, um, those two groups of people. And uh, this they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down. And with his finger wrote on the ground as though he had heard them not. Probably wrote their sins. So when they uh, continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none other but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are, thy, where are those thine accusers? 
Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I come before you. And dear Father, I'm thankful so much to be your child and uh, to be saved. And God, to be called to preach and to be in the ministry. And, and God, just to know that uh, you are our Heavenly Father. And God, I pray that you might help me this morning and help me to forget everything I want to say. But God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. And God, just work a move in our lives uh, today. Thank you for these preachers, my friends and my brethren. And God, I pray that you might bless our service in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> so here, uh, he, they, they brought this woman to Jesus, and it was the scribes and Pharisees. But then I want you to go over to verse uh, number 23. Uh, and he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins." Then said they to, unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto him, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then ye shall know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Verse 29. And he, sent, and he that sent me is with me. Remember John 10, 30? I and my Father are one. You can't divide the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. But then in verse 29, he says, For I do always those things that please him. It's talking about his Father. And there... I don't understand all the triune God and, and it's one God, but he was, Jesus was here on earth and his father was in heaven. And he says, he talked a lot about his father and he says, I'm here. I do all things that I do just to please my father. So you think, okay, so what pleases the father? Well, he, he told them. Now go back to, um, or go over to John chapter number six. John chapter number six. And verse number 33, for the, bread of, for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and he giveth life unto the world. Then said he unto them, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and, in, and him that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's willing to accept us. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. I'm going to please my Father. I came to this earth to please my Father. I came to the earth to do exactly what my Father had for me to do. In verse 39, it tells us, And this is the Father's will, which hath sent me, that all of them which he hath given me, I should lose nothing." but should raise it up again at the last day. I'm glad when I'm saved, when you're saved, you're always saved. You're eternally saved. You can't lose it. You can't get out of it. Uh, you, you're God's child and you are saved forever. Amen. God's not going to lose us. But then in verse 40, and, uh, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So he says, I, I want to do the will of my Father. I want to please Him, and I know that the will of my Father is those that are... I'm not going to lose any of them, and I want everybody to believe on me so that they can have everlasting life. And as I was thinking about that, I started chewing on that, and I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're in, the ministry is a people business. We are, we are here to, to uh, deal with people and to draw them unto the Father. Uh, and, and, and we are in, God is in the people business, He's in the restoration business, He's in the forgiving business. That's the kind of business that we ought to be. Um, whether it's a, a big ministry or small ministry, I remember I was in Meeker, Colorado, and 13 streets long, 13 streets wide, 2,500 in the county, no trains. Got stopped by a train this morning. No trains. Uh, and and I, this one famous evangelist told my friend that um, pastored in the other side of the county, said, you need to go to a big place. 
You only have one voice, one life. Go to Big Area. We can reach the people. And I'm like, well, what about those people in Meeker, Colorado? What about those people? Don't they get a, a chance to know about the Father and, and, and know about the, the Bible and doctrine and Jesus loves them? Hey, they're just as important as somebody in a big city. So it doesn't matter whether you're in a big city or a little city or a medium-sized city. God wants us to reach people for Christ. In fact, Luke 19.10, Jesus said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. He went through Jericho. If I read my Bible right, he only went through Jericho one time. You don't see him preaching a message. He had to meet the wee little man. (laughs) The man that was a tax collector that got up in a tree to see Jesus, he had to go to Jericho just to reach that one man. And, And so we're in the people business. But when you're in the people business, sometimes you can get hurt. Sometimes you can be talked about and lied about and all this other stuff. You can be uh, bawled out, cussed out, and sometimes you get discouraged. And sometimes, uh, I like working with wood, and you know, wood's a lot better than people because it doesn't talk back to you. <laughs> it does exactly what you wanted to do, and you can staple it and nail it to there, and it's going to stay there, amen. <laughs> but people's a different story. And I've been in this thing long enough where somebody goes away and you're like, well, that's what they deserve. You know, they they are lying in the bed that they made. They went down that road. But as I was thinking about this, here he said he doesn't want any to... Verse 39, that all of them which he hath given me, he should lose nothing. Father, losing. So really where I want to go is Luke chapter number 15. You go to Luke chapter 15, and you know, this is, um, remember we talked about the scribes and the Pharisees. And verse 1, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Publicans and sinners. Publicans were the uh, Jewish people that were tax collectors for ancient Rome. They weren't the nicest people and weren't the most liked. They, were, they weren't liked. And then sinners, known sinners. These people gathered around Jesus to hear Jesus. But then there was another group. Remember the other group that brought the woman to Jesus? Same people here. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. So the Pharisees, who are the Pharisees? Uh, They are uh, the religious. Uh, They are the legalists. They are um, the ones that... uh, kept the law and separated themselves from uh, non-religious Jews or anything unclean that you know, would, would uh, make them be unclean. And they, they stayed away from all that. And they were, you know, they, by the law. And they were looking at these uh, sinners and, oh, Jesus is with them. Then the, you see the, the scribes, and they were the ones that uh, copied the law. They understood the law. They, they made legal documents. But Look, look in here, verse 3, And he spake this parable unto them. Now you can say it was to all them, but I think it was to these Pharisees and scribes. Jesus knows our thoughts. He just, just, know, just doesn't know what we say. He knows our thoughts and intents of our heart. And when he heard this, he said this one parable of three parts to them and said, Hey, I want to show you some things, how much the Father loves people. And when, and when, one, when he loses one, he's going to go restore them. Even though they're known sinners and, and, and they're Pharisee, I mean, they're, um, they're publicans. Hey, Jesus loves them. And so there, there's a lot of preaching here. Of course, uh, we see the, the, the lost sheep. Hey, there was one lost sheep, and I believe this is Jesus. He left the ninety and nine and went and found the one and restored that one. Praise the Lord. And, it, and there's joy in verse 7. Likewise, I said to you that joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more Moreover, than 99 just persons which need no repentance. Hey, uh, yes, hey, we're in church, everything. Yeah, but there's people out there that ought to be back in church. That, that, that have gone wayward, that are uh, burnt out and rusted out and just into sin. And, and oh, yeah, well, just leave them alone. No, no, we need to go after uh, the lost, but we need to restore those that are out in sin. Then you see the one having 10 pieces of silver. 
And uh, they, they lost one, so she lit a light and swept the house looking for that one coin. One coin. And, they, and she found it. Verse 9, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. And of course, we come to the prodigal son. We know the certain man had two sons. But I want to look at the elder brother. The elder brother. The elder brother, and you know the story. I'm not going to read it all, but verse 25, now. His elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. Oh, praise the Lord, my brother's back. Man, it made my father happy. Nope. Verse 28, and he was angry. Would not go in. Poor little boy. <laughs> Selfish. Me, mine, us and ours. Hey, I'm not, hey, he's doing wrong. I'm doing right. I'm still with that. I'm doing all the work. Look at me. <laughs> Would not. But I like this. Therefore came his father out. Hey, God loves you too. He didn't say, oh, I, I just care about the, the sinners and the publicans. Hey, God loves us all. God wants a relationship with all of us. And, and, when, and when this uh, selfish brother was out there, the father could have said, never mind. Hey, this son's back. He went to him. He went to him. He saw, he saw his brother out in sin, but he saw what was going on in his heart too. He came to him and entreated him. And he answering and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, which is not right, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as, soon as, but as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It is meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is, and is alive again and was lost and is found. Hey, hey, he came back. Let's rejoice. But I want you to think about this. If this older brother or this brother loved his dad, wouldn't he want to please his dad? What would have pleased his dad? Find his brother. Find his brother. I, I, I can just see it at the dinner table and the dad's, he's wringing his hands and the, the son's there. Well, how you doing, dad? Be old, it, this is a great day, but wish your brother was here. Wish your brother was back with us. And, you know, we've heard all these rumors, but I sure wish he was home and I, I love him. And, and brother probably got tired of that. Oh, yeah, all you think about is him, but he was able to enjoy dad's fellowship. And if he really knew his dad and was close to his dad, man, he would have said, hey, dad, I'm going to go look for him. Because you notice he said, uh, he has, he ha which hath devoured thy living with harlots. So he probably knew what he was doing. Maybe he didn't know, but at least he could go try to get him. I mean, that was, and dad was out there probably every day looking out and saying, I wonder if he's going to come home. Man, if that son really wanted to please his father, wouldn't he have gone and tried to find his brother? But I want to look at this and I want to see what... It wasn't that, uh, you know, you need to get right, son. I think this brother could have done the same thing that we need to do today. When people get wayward or even out soul winning. Hey, I know a great church. Hey, I know a great church has a great pastor. <laughs> you know, uh, no, no, no. Hey, I know a great God. Yeah. Hey, he could have gone and said, hey, brother, let me tell you, you're missing it. Hey, dad, hey, the father, the father's house. Don't you realize, hey, what you're missing out here is not the same as being with dad and what dad can provide for you. The world can't fill that spot. The world's going to take everything from you, but dad's just going to give and give and give. And our job is to uplift the Lord Jesus Christ. Our job is to go tell people not how great religion is or, or the church is or the pastor, but hey, how great my God is. And they come back and enjoy. Man, I serve a great God. And, the, and what God has done for me, He can do for you. That's our job. And so there's some things I believe that the, that, that the, the uh, brother knew that we ought to remember about the Father. 
And we ought to be able to tell others, hey, this is, this is about my father. The, 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 uh, yes, you're in sin. Yes, you've devoured. Yeah, but we need to go find you and tell you, come back. Come back to the Father. You were, you're part of us. Uh, you're, you're, you were, were a family, but you're wayward. And sometimes we get the attitude, well, that brother just let them lie in the, the pit that they, or bed that they lied in and fall in the pit that they made. We forget that the Father's will is that they come back. Father's will is be back in fellowship with the Heavenly Father. So there are seven things. Seven is a number of perfection. Uh, uh, things this morning that I want to look at quickly that the older brother should have thought about, and I think the younger uh, son knew, but he ought to be able to remember and maybe share these things with his older brother. Number one, the father allows us to make our own decisions. All of us have to make our own decisions. We see in that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. Oh yeah, well you were, you were Ted Swope's son, so you know, you're, you're just pastor. No, I had to make my own decisions. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some blessings from being uh, the son of a, a wonderful Baptist preacher, my hero. Yes, he's in heaven. Yes, but I have to make my own decisions. And all of us, God doesn't make us serve Him. We get to make our own decisions. And the son here, he made his own decisions. He said, he asked the father uh, for his inheritance. He said, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living, his choice. He wanted what the father had, but he didn't necessarily want the father. A lot of people like that. Well, give me the blessings. Pastor, if you said I tithe, man, I'm just going to be rich. I didn't say that. Man, if I get saved and in church, I'm not going to have any physical problems. I didn't say that. Hey, but God loves you. He's going to help you through that. But you make your own decisions. Uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. We have a free will. Yes, God is sovereign. Yes, the sovereignty, I believe in that of God. But God doesn't cause us to sin. We have a free will. God didn't cause Adam and Eve to sin. That was their choice. Uh, God didn't cause David to sin and murder. David did that. Uh, God didn't tell Moses and command Moses and make Moses kill that man. Moses made that decision. And so the older son shouldn't have gotten mad at dad and, and shouldn't have been angry because all of us have a free will. Right now I've got four kids in my home and some of their choices are made for them already. I don't give them a choice. Hey, you want to go to church today? No, if they're going to be in my house, they're going to go to church. And they're going to do certain things. And I say, well, you can make your own decisions. When you get out of this house and you pay all the bills, then you can make your own decisions. But right now, we make the decisions. But God allows us to make our own decisions. And the younger man, younger brother, made his decisions. Doesn't always turn out right. The Bible says, there is a way which seemeth right unto men, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Number two... He, I believe the, younger, the older could have gone to the younger and said, you don't have to be here. You don't have to be in the place where you're at. Where, where was he? Well, it says, verse 13, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land and began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would have fain have filled his um, belly with the husk the, the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. You don't have to be in this situation. You don't have to. The world wants, yeah, the world will take you for a little while and use you, use you and abuse you and then leave you by yourself. They're not going to help you. That's not going to satisfy your life. But you come back and you be under the Father. The Father has provision and protection and love and acceptance. Hey, come back. You don't have to be there. And that's sad. I'm so glad that God saved me from sin because my dad and mom said, you're not going to do that. You're not going to go here. You're not going to do that. Why not, mom and dad? I got this, because I said so. <laughs> okay, okay. But it doesn't have to be that way. 
I've been in the ministry uh, for many years, and uh, the first few uh, years, mainly with youth, youth, young people, I love young people, and some of them are serving God today, but a lot of them aren't. Like, you don't have to be in that situation. You didn't have to go down that road. Hey, come to yourself and think about it. Come back and, and enjoy the relationship with your Heavenly Father. You, did, you don't have to be that way. Look down at the end of the road where you are at. That pill, fentanyl, what is it? They said in a school bus meeting, you don't have to even uh, take it orally. It can be... Uh, processed or uh, by skin, on your skin. That's pretty, that's pretty lethal. But you don't have to be there. You can come home. Then, number three, he knew that he had sinned. When you see here in verse 17, things change. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. <laughs> he said, hey, I've sinned. Hey, I've done wrong. And, and he says, I, I've sinned against heaven and against my Father. Hey, I want to get back. And, and that's what Jesus was trying to, uh, the Pharisees and uh, the scribes, hey, this woman sinned. And Jesus said, all right, th- th- any one of you that has not sinned, you cast the first stone. And they all walked away. Why? They're all sinners. <laughs> and guess what? We're all sinners. Uh, there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Hey, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Praise the Lord. Amen. But yet we all come short and we're all sinners. Yes, there was different sins. I, I, I believe the older son, he had some sins in his life. Wasn't the same sin as his brother, but he was a sinner. <laughs> And he could have told him, he said, hey, I've sinned too and I'm wrong, but hey, you've sinned, but you need to come back. Come back to the heavenly Father. He knew that he had sinned. Number four, he knew that the Father was not going to change. I, th- I, th- I think the older brother was sitting there and, and uh, probably at lunch and his dad would talk about it, but his dad didn't sell the farm. His dad didn't uh, quit because his son went. He did not change. And I'm telling you, I'm glad I have a Heavenly Father that does not change. I love that verse. Jesus Christ, the same. The same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hey, when, when we get in a spot, we need to remember God does not change. And the amazing grace has saved us and has brought us this far is going to take us to heaven. Amen? We think God can't do that. We get in tough spots. We get in problems. We get in situations. But God is so good. Remember when David was, uh, I think it's Psalms 34, he says, Let us magnify, uh, come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Magnify means to make big. It has the idea of the big tree overshadowing everybody. When was that in David's life? It was when he was running from his father-in-law. Uh, his father-in-law wanted to kill him, and he went down to Abimelech and, and, and uh, lied to him and got uh, Goliath's sword. And then he ended up in a cave. And I believe he was sitting there with that, 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 that sword and saying, I remember what God did. Man, I remember God has been so faithful. I remember when God used me and what God did to the lion and what God did to the bear and what God did to that big old giant and God can do it again. Amen. God's the same God. You know, God's God's been so good to me. God has blessed me. I think in 2016, around, I think it was in December, uh, I got up in the middle of the night and I didn't feel very good. I, I went to the restroom and then I fainted right by our um, bathroom vanity and uh, cut my uh, uh, chin here. Ended up in the hospital uh, emergency room at 3.30 in the morning. Spent two and a half days there and uh, in the ICU, flat on my back. And uh, I had torn the back of my Adam's apple when I, when I fell. And man, when you're flat on your back, they don't want you to eat, they don't want you to drink, you can't go to the bathroom. You start thinking, Lord, what do you have for me? And everything's spun out of control. Lord, 
what, what do you have for me? Then they came in and they stuck this little thing up my nose and down, $400 every time. So just leave my nose alone, it's fine. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when I walked out that Sunday morning and they said, here, sign here, $32,000. Wow. Plus doctor bills. Lord, what, what are you doing, Lord? I don't understand. I don't have $32,000. But a couple weeks later, whatever, we got a letter from uh, St. Francis Hospital said that $32,000 is gone. Been paid. And I said, amen, that's my God. Hey, God's good back then. He's good now. He will never change. And, and the older brother could have said, hey, dad hasn't changed. He still loves you. He still wants to uh, restore you. Come back. Come back. Number six, I, I believe that the older brother could have told the younger brother, hey, uh, if he was right, dad's going to help you. Dad's going to give you more than you deserve. The older brother was worried about what he deserved. He didn't get what he did deserve. The, old, the, the one that went astray, he, he knew what he deserved. And he, he, he just, I, I, I know I'm a son, but if I'll just come back, I'll just be your servant. You ever realize God has given us more than we ever deserve? Anything this side of not going to hell, hey, we're on, the, we're on the gain side. We're on the blessing side. Hey, God's been so good to us. And if he just would have realized, hey, God, he's going he's gonna to love you. Dad's generous. He's going to give you more than you deserve. I'm telling you, if we just start looking around, realize God gives us way more than we deserve. We take so much for granted. Got these two young men that started coming to our church with their grandma, and Ronnie is 14 years old. He's in a wheelchair. He can't stand up. Our, our youth department's upstairs. He crawls up the stairs to the youth department. And I went to his house because and, and, uh, he said, Pastor, I want to get baptized. So I went, and I went and knocked on the door, and I said, Is Ronnie home? Ronnie crawled to the door. And I sit there and talk to him. And he says, Pastor, I know I'm, I'm saved, but I want to be baptized. And I said, well, we can do that. And then his, his, his nephew was there. His name was King. He's nine years old. So as I was talking to Ronnie, made sure he was saved, uh, King goes, man, I've never done that. So I said, King, would you like to accept Christ as your Savior? He said, yes. He bowed his head and accepted Christ. So a few weeks ago, we baptized Ronnie. Crawled up the stairs to the baptistry, carried him and, and dunked him. And I'm like, here's a 14-year-old young man that can't even walk. But he loves the Lord. He wants to be baptized. He's glad he's saved. And that nine-year-old boy named King came to church last Sunday for the first time. Came last Sunday and his grandma said, this is the first time King's been in a church. How good God is. How good God is. He gives us more than we deserve. Then lastly, it brings joy when people are restored. It brings joy. Look, it says, verse 22, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe. This is when he came back. Did he deserve the best robe? I'll just go get some of his clothes that he did have. You know, he's probably dirty, stinky, obviously no shoes. Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Rings didn't belong on servants, just sons. And shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf. That's the kind of lunch I like. Fatted calf. And he said, and kill it, let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Yeah, hey, he's back. It, it, it blessed the heart of the father. And I'm telling you, if we want to please the father... We're going to have to deal with people, all kinds of people. Uh, the, the good kinds, the happy people, the grouchy people, the wayward people. God deal, wants us to love people and tell them about God. That's my job. My job is just to show them how good God has been. And, and in the Father's house, John 14, in my Father's house are many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. And I'm telling you, I get to go tell them, hey, I'm going to heaven. 
Jehovah Witnesses, you can have this earth, but I'm going to heaven. Amen. And, and, uh, but, but that's our job, and it brought joy. It brought joy. And he says, uh, verse 24, For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. You know, I'm so glad that when I was born into the Swope home, that I was Ted Swope's son, and that was a relationship. There were times that there, a few times that the fellowship was broken because I did wrong, but yet the relationship never changed. Folks, when you become a child of God, your relationship, your position in Christ never changes. Yes, you can lose that fellowship and that closeness and, and, and with the Heavenly Father, but you can always come back, get right, and the Father's there and He's going to give you more than you deserve. He's going to bless you. But we've got to remember, it's all about what pleases the Father. And I'm telling you, it's great to be in God's service. We we'll want to do anything else. So glad, so glad I, I get to be a preacher and a pastor and a pastor of Bethel Baptist Church. Great people. There are some people that, you know, it's hard, and, but yet these are God's people. Like you said, it's God's body. Uh, and, and how we take care of the body, we just need to point them to the Father. So don't forget, we can have that attitude, but Jesus gave this, this uh, parable to the scribes. And the Pharisees, those that were already there, those that thought they, they were okay and they weren't necessarily known sinners or publicans. But Jesus loves them too. But he loves the wayward. He wants to see them restored. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I come before you this morning. God, thank you for your wonderful salvation. God, thank you for 